listening to Cocktails and Confessions. Party time. <laughs> so, hold on, Charlie, explain to me what happened again with this grinder thing. I have been officially banned from Grindr. <laughs> me, of all people. I'm like the loveliest person. <laughs> what does it fucking take to get banned from Grindr? Well, yeah, what happened? I would love to know. I basically went to sign on. I'm a regular. At the doll. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, um, they don't tell you, basically. You just get a message. You try and log on Grindr. You just get a message saying, you've been banned. You've, you've uh, what is it? You've, like, um, crossed the terms and conditions. But they don't tell you which ones. So it could be anything. Have you done anything that you think would have violated? <laughs> like, what have you been up to I that mean, could potentially have violated? I mean, I've been racist, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, I'm a white boy from Essex. Um, no. <laughs> I'm actually dressed a bit more chubby today, Charlie. Did you notice? Is this just it's to get just, me turned on? It's all for you, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so so you just don't know what's happened? I don't what, know what's have, happened. Have you read through the terms and conditions to see? They, they make you fill out this questionnaire, being like, have you done this? Have you done that? Oh and God. it's like, have you done racist language? Have you solicited? Have you, like, been a prostitute? <laughs> 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 it's like, have you spoken to, un- like, have you spoken to kids online? You have to, like, go God. through this whole, like, rigmarole. So it's like an exit survey. It is. Like, so you're banned, but we'd like your feedback. <laughs> like, fuck yourselves. Yeah. I can't get dick. You ain't getting answers. So, but I have put in an appeal. They was like, do you want to make an appeal? And they said it's going to be reviewed by an independent adjudicator. Oh. <laughs> so I'm taking this to court. But what does it mean, like, independent adjudicator? Like, <laughs> it's the fucking intern at the office. Like somebody someone's gonna... mum, they've sent it to someone's mum. Like, what do you think about this? Was it racist or was it not? Was it a kid? Was it not? But I'm just trying to think. Like, when you hit report on Grinder, mm. what are the options to report people for? Abuse. <laughs> fake. It's like fake. Fake profile. profile. Maybe maybe you've been catfishing people, Charles. Or maybe <laughs> no. Maybe someone has taken your your pictures and they because I've heard about this happening. Maybe someone's using your pictures somewhere and they think you're the fake. Good luck to them. <laughs> no, let's be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if someone stole my pictures, I'd just be flattered. I know, yeah, right? Like, wow, well, made it. But I did used to do this thing, right? Maybe this is probably why. But if someone like was chatting to me, they were like, I thought it'd be, f- I think it's funny if you send like face pics and then I would set, they'd like show me a dick pic and I would send just a massive black dick and they'd be like, that's not you. Mm. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think we may have found the they would misrepresentation. <laughs> but they would message back being like, um, that person's black. And I'd be like, oh, fucking Sherlock Holmes it. And I think, guess <laughs> that is quite funny though. that does sound like the, yeah but that does also sound like the kind of thing that someone narky would then be like i'm gonna report him yeah yeah being like i pretend to be someone else but i think it's funny to say like you said like white body shots and it's just a big black dick we're like yes mate <laughs> what? it's all taken the same day okay so it could, we could we might have found a reason why you got i think we have i got an email yesterday though saying they've got a backlog of um <laughs> of cases it's still going through the appeal process, and they let me know in due course. Oh, fuck I want my day in court. But, but like to Lisa. I'm taking it. <laughs> like Jenna Lawson. Like. I'm taking this to Judge Rinder. <laughs> so how uh, how are you going to be getting dick if you don't have Grinder? I know it's going to have to be for the gram. There's no gyms. I put- and, oh. and your 
half boyfriend broke up with you. My half boyfriend <laughs> fully broke up with me. Right, so just, <laughs> wait, so what's a, what's a half boyfriend? So to debrief quickly, Charlie was seeing this guy who already had a boyfriend, but mm-hmm. he was like fully seeing the boyfriend as well. So he was like the second boyfriend. Was everyone aware of this arrangement? Yeah. Oh, okay. But so we were saying like, oh, you know, the name for it for Charlie would be, he would be the guy's second boyfriend. Mm. But because Charlie was seeing somebody that already had one, we were like, oh, that's your half boyfriend. Your pimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Charlie, was, Charlie was babysitting their dog while they were on holiday. They, Fucking hell. They went to holiday. Yeah. But it wasn't a frapple, just to clarify, because I never saw the other boyfriend. There's one oh, in between. You did. you did see him. You saw oh, him in the from fucking, a distance. <laughs> from the front row of your show in the T Brewers. Oh, yeah. No, I thought you meant at the hat flat because we caught him peeking in on us through the window. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jay! Stop! Oh, my God, what, like, like nose to the glass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a, actually, this interests me. So, is it a voyeurism thing then? Is, he, does, is the boyfriend turned on by the fact that his boyfriend has another boyfriend? No, 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 I don't think so. that was no, just the one off. I think he's just got like such low self-esteem. He's like, do what you want as long as you stay with me. <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, no. I think it's just, you know what? They've been together years. They've been together like eight years from they're really young. I think, you know what? It's an arrangement that worked. It just, um, it all ended because of this fucking podcast. So it, did, it didn't work <laughs> It then, did ended it? because of the podcast. What? Because you yeah. were talking about it yeah. and they were like, not pleased. I got a message saying <laughs> I've listened to ten the first ten minutes of the podcast and I had to switch off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Anthony is pretty boring. Uh, <laughs> no, he messaged basically demoted. <laughs> this will be Thank your you. last your podcast. last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. Your half boyfriend's dumped you. We're gonna dump you. <laughs> uh, and they listened to the podcast and basically said that he knew I saw other people, but he just denied it. Uh, and then listen to podcasts. When I was thinking about that Irish bloke, I was when a few days. Wait, ago. no. So he dumped you because you were hit. Oh my god! So you were dating him who has a boyfriend, but you were also seeing other people, and you talked about it on the podcast, which made him upset, and he dumped you for seeing other people. Yeah, yeah even though he has a boyfriend, <laughs> that's a piss take. No, but not because oh, you're seeing other people. Charlie tried to describe it as in he was like, I think I'm going to get too attached if we continue this any longer. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I like, I just don't get how somebody can feel like f- be like fully that attached to you and then also have a man in the main house. <laughs> <laughs> one, one in the stable and one in the I'm main the, house. I'm the stable boy. <laughs> you um, are such a stable boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new, when I, when I get grinded about that, I mean, my pro, uh, profile name. Um, you know, I'm going to miss him now. I really, I'm going to miss him. <laughs> I like, adore, I adored him. He was the best. I absolutely adored him. But do you know what? This is like a real issue that we have to face when doing this. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've had to deal with longer than most of you because just because of the blog itself, yeah. because this used to be written before. And people always used to be like, wait, what? You've never had a boyfriend? Why? And I'm like, because I write a fucking sex <laughs> And I do think it, it does make like certain people uncomfortable i think mm. you've got to be quite like secure to date someone who does a podcast and talks about things yeah but do you know what i just love danny's arrangement because danny does the podcast and he's like 
I just don't want to listen to any of the episodes. He's like, just do your thing. Talk about what you need to talk about. I don't personally need to hear it, but like you crack on. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what that's what I need. Just don't listen to my shit. I don't want to know Someone not interested in anything you do. (laughs) 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 No, just not interested in like my sexual history yeah. or like trash. <laughs> I think that's a healthy way to be though. I don't think like if you go, cause I like when I was doing sex shows, you know, like people used to get upset because of like the outfits that I would have to wear, you know, it was all quite revealing and it was like harnesses and thongs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I would date people that were a bit like, Oh, it annoyed me a bit seeing you up on stage, like flashing your ass at people. And I was like, well, it's a, it's, it's part of the character. Right. It's exactly. not, it's not James. It's Dom top. It's that like, that's part of a character. I don't fucking wear this around. Like, Dalston High Street, except in summer. You know? Yeah, sure, but also, like, where are you going to draw the line with that? Like, oh, you was at the beach and you had a speedo on and I saw a guy looking at you, like, what? I know, but that's the thing. I think it's because you're up in front of an audience and people feel this, like, need to own you. Okay. They feel like a possessiveness. And if you're performing in front of other people and they know, you know, like, people people must have fancied me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, when you're up in front of an audience, you know that there are going to be multiple, all eyes are on you. So there is a high possibility that other And I, I would get sometimes people would hit on me after shows and then, like, people would get upset about that as well. So I think it's, it's, it's an emotional lack of maturity. Yeah. Being, like, someone being like, oh, well, if other people fancy you, they're, they're probably gonna sleep with you because you're not capable of saying no you have no agency it's really weird and yeah totally and also the the whole if they if they think oh like i'm gonna date you and you're gonna like sit there and trash me on air or you're gonna like write this or write that you need a certain level of emotional maturity to realize that you know it's just a job yeah and we're just being real so it's not like oh we're gonna come on here and trash people for entertainment Everyone, like even working at QX though, like when I was editing it, people would assume that like because you were out so much at parties and like going to different places on the scene and involved in it, they would immediately assume that you had fucked everyone and you were always off your tits and stuff like that. There was a lot of like right, pre- but you had <laughs> yeah, so they were correct. Yes, <laughs> but they don't get to assume that. They only get to find that out when I tell them or when all the exes start coming forward. Yeah. <laughs> listen to the podcast they're like oh that many sexual partners Dude. but you know because it comes along with that thing of like when people like when you you're on grinder and it says like not interested in seeing people and i used to find that a bit when i was working at qx i was like oh shit i'm one of those scene people i guess because that i work in the scene so people have this negative attachment to it they assume that because you're involved in that world you are a whore and you are on drugs all the time and it might not be true. I mean, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't for me. But <laughs> it might not be true. But you know what? Some people are just haters. Yeah. I'm like, if you're as popular as me, you'd love the gay scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, has it happened to you doing stand-up? Have you done stand-up in front of a bloke? Or like stand-up in front of a friend that you've done a story about and they've been there? No, not really. But I had, um, I had somebody... Uh, I started chatting with somebody the other day and he's like, oh, I've requested you on Instagram. I'm thinking, how have you got my Instagram, you fucking stalker? The private one. Oh. They're, bu- they're both private now. Oh, okay. Not- yeah, all of them are private apart from the podcast one. Okay. But uh, all of them, I have eight <laughs> for every <personality>. <laughs> So then I'm, I'm thinking, how did you get this? Turns out I had told him that I was at like an arcade or something that weekend. And arcade? Are you like twelve years old in the nineties? Laser tag. (laughs) Okay, it was it was a virtual reality thing. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, yeah, that sounds better than an arcade. Yeah. No, I love an arcade. <laughs> I do, yeah. Anyway, um, and someone he follows on Instagram was at this virtual reality thing and had tagged me because it's the boy that I went oh. with. So he just happened to be follow, following the boy that uh, I went with, found me, found my profile. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I've just I accepted it. Then it, then he messaged me and he was like, yeah, you're cute, but intimidating. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I want that on like a bumper sticker. <laughs> cute, but intimidating. I feel like it's the story of my life though. People have always said I'm intimidating. It's because you've got quite a forthright personality as well. You know yourself, Anthony. Do I? <laughs> you say what you think and you don't take no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like people just get... They get intimidated by, like, with both of you, you both work on the stage. They mm. must get intimidated by you too because I think it takes balls to get up on stage for a start. Yeah. So people, um, yeah. a lot of people would, like, immediately respect that. Oh, 100%. Until you do your set, Charlie, then they lose it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've had this issue of doing my set in... Um, I do this bit in my set about um, shagging a guy on MDMA on, off a boat. Okay. Did this really happen? <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> I like this type. <laughs> no, oh. I feel like when I met you, you were such a little. Um, well, I am. We might get into that later. Like a, like a, like an innocent, <laughs> like really gross, boring, <laughs> gross, <laughs> disgusting <laughs> smell. No, no, you know when you meet those people and you're like, oh my god, like did five grams this weekend. What did you do? And they're like. I crochet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Charlie. Right. Not, not that obviously like I get on it anymore, but... You've blossomed, I guess, it I sounds like. I have blossomed. So you're basically where we were six years ago. <laughs> so you're my future. <laughs> yeah. Take a good hard look. Yeah, Take a good it. hard look, it's not getting yeah, no better. I, Fuck. <laughs> I need to get a niece. Hang myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> do it now. So wait, what's this MDMA boat thing? Met a guy at a boat. You were, um, <laughs> a boat party. Right. And then uh, basically, oh my God, I hope, no, I hope people probably won't listen to this. May have been on MDMA, had sex. He didn't know. Did it in my set. Put this bit in my set. Very funny bits on my Instagram, if you want to look. Um, he then came to see me do that bit and I totally forgot I mentioned the MDMA. And so I do the bit on stage in front of him and I just see his face kind of go like, you what? <laughs> And then, so hold on, let me so wait, did, was he not aware that you were on MDMA? He had no idea. Ah. And he is very anti-drugs. Oh. Well, then you're never going to be friends, are you? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So then after he just pulled me aside afterwards, he's like, you like exaggerate, don't you, for comedic effect? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, because you know that that whole bit was like, was like exaggerate, wasn't it? For like comedy. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, see, so, you know, the drugs bit was like exaggerate for comedy right <laughs> you're like not even exaggerated just totally it, fabricated. it was a lie but did you have to, but you didn't have like any intention to see this person like to date him properly did you yeah i adored him oh he's one of my best mates now now yeah oh. now still, you know still anti-drugs still very anti-drugs okay oh. Oh, I just boo him is, but the thing is no <laughs> I, I just think if you're going to date someone and you you would have to hide like I don't. I'm not like advocating for everyone getting on drugs and being a cane <laughs> or anything like that. But if it's so, if you do recreational drugs and you're okay with it, you're never going to be happy being in a relationship with someone that you would have to hide all that from. I had a friend that used to 
date someone who was like heavily anti-drugs. And I remember once he came over to our flat while we were doing like a spring clean or something. I don't know why they were there, but we moved a mirror and there was two massive grams of methadrone just sat behind the mirror. (laughs) And the boyfriend was like, what the fuck are those doing there? And I remember my friend was like, (gasps) and we kind of looked at each other across the room. It was like sex in the city when he was like, they're James's. And the the boyfriend was like, is this your methadrone? And I was like, it is. And I'm taking it with me when I go. <laughs> uh, what a weekend. Uh, yeah. I don't think I would have even waited that long when he said, you know, what are they doing? I'd have been like, waiting to be sniffed. <laughs> <laughs> and just pulled out <laughs> It's not even necessarily about if you do that and things. I just think sometimes it's, it's like a, a bit of a personality type. So it's just that kind of whether they're going to have that like edge to like get your sense of humor and things like that. Sometimes I'll make a meme with a drug reference in it and people will just go crazy. And I'm mm. like, you need to calm down. It's like, it's not even real. It's fictional cocaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just think, yeah, it's like none of my, all of my cousins were really, really straight laced. What happened to you then? Yeah. I'd, <laughs> no, they're like the hillbilly side of the family. Um <laughs> It's fine, they're what? never going to hear this. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, they, uh, but whereas like my cousins who grew up in London and me and my brothers and sisters and things, we were not like that. And I just found that like even going on like a night out with them, I went out to like some shitty nightclub once in Kent. Do you know, do you know Amadeus? Oh my God, yeah, oh Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> shithole. <laughs> Absolute shithole. And uh, we ended up, like smoking a shisha or something in this club that we went I to after at some point. And my cousin got, she stormed out and left me in the club because I was smoking shisha. I was like, baby, it's not a drug. It's a cigarette. It's, it's literally a tasty fl- cigarette. It's, it's a menthol. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think it, it can be a personality type in some ways. I just think you can't, like, if you're going to be friends with someone, you can't just, like, everyone has does things that you don't like. Like, some people don't drink, but they're happy to be around people who drink alcohol. Some people don't do drugs, but they're happy to be around people who do drugs or people who smoke or things like that. And if you're going to fucking flounce out every time someone does something that you don't like, then you're going to have a fucking tough-ass life and probably, like, three friends. Millennials. (laughs) 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 It just felt like a millennial moment. Um, But also, do you not think being, just going back to talking on the podcast and having like men listen to it and things, Mm. I think sometimes as well, people hear, hear something that you say and it sticks with them and they literally build characteristic types. Obsess about it. Yeah. Yeah, Or they like, they use that Mm -hmm. to structure who you are. Mm. Like somebody sent me something and they must have obviously just started listening to it. And they sent me like something that I had said from like episode six or something, I don't know. And they were, they were like proper laughing. And I'm, I was reading it, I was like, what? I was like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you did. You oh, definitely did. And receipts. you know when you just think, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't even that yeah. bad, but you know when you just think, oh, that doesn't really seem like something I would say. So, and I think sometimes like you can just have a throwaway comment. Yeah. Because well, because it's in perpetuity. Because it's in a podcast, it's going to be there forever. Whereas if you I were having like perpetuity, well, there's yeah. the thing. If like if, if you could make a throw, <laughs> perpetuity, <laughs> you little perp. Um, if you say something in a throwaway comment six years ago in a conversation with someone, someone might remember it, but it's not there to be vet. Like no one could pull it up with a receipt. Yeah, like six years later. Whereas if it's on a podcast and someone is just meeting you and tuning in, 
like there's that that's their first impression or like that's an impression that's recent to them yeah they're not sure. allowing that six years of growth yeah totally and i don't have to give myself little cuts on my leg today <laughs> <laughs> is that from like will and grace yeah <laughs> is it um Kristen davis oh i thought it was um val no <laughs> Do you watch Will and Grace? Yeah, who's Val? Val, the crazy one. Molly Shannon. And she like... Oh, yeah, yeah, And she moves in next door to Grace. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. Um, oh, wait, does anybody have any, like, general... Oh, my God, wait. So this is what I wanted to tell you about. Right, come on. So I went to regression therapy this week. And What's I... regression therapy? So basically, you go in, you go back to a past life... Oh, gold. So they hypnotise you, send you back to a past <laughs> life, and then you come back to this life and, like, just all your shit is sorted, yeah? Right. It just, like, clears any blockages and things I like that. I love my blockages being cleared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Senecot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a spiritual Senecot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so wait, so, basically. so you went to a past life? No. So what happened was... So where back. the fuck did you go? <laughs> right, so listen, so... A, so apparently there are, I mean, I'm guessing there are now two forms of regression. One where, which is past life regression and one which is just regression, which is into this life. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't want to go back into this life. I've already lived it. I know what happened. I've already talked about that with real therapists. Mm. I want to go back to like the 1600s and just like, basically, I just wanted to like a trip without getting high. Maybe this is your first time. Here. Maybe you got no past life. Oh my god, maybe. You're brand new. Maybe no, but when he was explaining it, he was saying how I was gonna go back in this life, but I thought I would then go back to another life afterwards. I thought it'd be like you go like ten, eight, Jesus. Like, <laughs> <Nine>. <laughs> yeah. Um You'd so, wake up so in so sandals. Was... <laughs> <laughs> no, but funny you say that. The first thing they tell you when you go back in time is they ask you to look at your feet and what shoes you're wearing. I only know this because I watched it on YouTube, not because I actually got it. Right. But yeah, I, I was like, I can't believe I've wasted £180. What? You yeah. paid £180 for someone to fucking tell you you're rolling backwards in time? I mean, I don't think that's exactly how it works. Well, <laughs> to tell someone that you're wearing sandals. No, but you obviously then you find out how you died and you... And messages come through But to you, you didn't. No, but I went back into this life, but it was still meant to help me. Right. It didn't, really. But I just want to say that it, sat, it was it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable because he was almost a bit sexual. So, it's like, I would be telling What's the him, problem? <laughs> <laughs> was he fit? No. Uh. So then I was like, I, I'd be telling him things and he'd go, yeah. And I was like, that yeah, just sounded a bit too sexual. So I'm really in my head going like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. And then he's talking about this spirit and he's like, imagine the spirit filling you up. How does it feel with that energy filling he you up? He didn't say feeling you up, Shut did he? Up. Filling you up. Filling you up. Oh, oh, oh my God. Right. Getting filled by the spirit. And I'm like, this is really inappropriate. But you were hard. <laughs> and wait, how old were you in the past life while this was happening? Oh my God, so I went back to four years old. So he's a paedophile. <laughs> no, the energy thing was at the start before I regressed. You got backwards molested or something. <laughs> 
Listen, I was hypnotized. <laughs> back in time to I get don't molested. even know what happened while I was in that hypnotherapy. No, I'm joking. Oh my god. But yeah, I went back to like four, and then I went back to the womb. How was the womb? Fun. <laughs> it's okay. Like Warm. Three stars on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> but did you like? Did you learn anything? Do you feel like it was a worthy experience or a waste of? I genuinely feel like I was coming out with the most random bullshit that I was just making up. Um, and like, he was like, well, you know, it might take like a few days and after, like to see the effects of it. And afterwards, I felt when I opened my eyes, I felt so disorientated that I was like, I felt like my energy had been like transported. Right. To, oh. to the womb, obviously. Um, <laughs> I did 180 pounds to the womb return. <laughs> Wait, could you... So, was it your decision not... Whose decision was it not to go back to a past life? Why didn't you go back to the past? It was obviously just a miscommunication. So when oh. I, But if you type in regression therapy... I, uh, I wanted medieval times. But I don't... I wouldn't say necessarily I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I took this away from me. I took that away from me. I thought I was going to leave and be like, right, I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I'm, I'm straight. Abs- <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, but no, I would say that one thing that uh, is better is that I don't feel like... It's just like nervous and anxious about things. Okay. Okay. Like I went on a date the other day and I was just like cool as a fucking cucumber. Oh. Good. That is good. I mean, I wouldn't say it was worth 100 You got that from the womb. Yeah. Yeah. Just to chill out. Just take some calms or something. (laughs) (laughs) A beta blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Beta blockers are fucking amazing. I love a good beta blocker. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you buy them online? Probably. I haven't tried it. Let's discuss after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Have you ever done a show on beta blockers, Charlie? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh, I love it. It's like, it's almost like uh, an adderall before performance. It just slows your heart rate down, which means you don't start sweating or anything like that, which like... Oh, I don't then, Because you know when you start getting nervous and you can feel like the symptoms of yourself getting nervous oh, and it yeah. makes you more anxious because i'm the worst for that as soon as i notice that i i feel nervous then my body goes into overdrive it's like you're getting nervous and i get nervous about being nervous sure so a a beta blocker just stops all the first signs then i don't get anxious after that yeah sometimes i take them if i'm going somewhere like that i like the first time i ever went to brazil because i was a bit anxious about that like walking around i went by myself and i was like i just take a beta blocker for when i land so that when i land there i'm not getting off the plane and just sweating out of my face trying to like hail a taxi (laughs) they'll be like she's on gear like <laughs> hailing your blowjob taxi. <laughs> My bouquet. <laughs> Is that what it's called? A bouquet? Boki taxi. Oh, boki taxi. That's it, yeah. Yeah, because a, a blowjob is a, a bokechi. Oh. So, and that's the thing I was telling you about where you sit in the back and if you don't want to pay with money and you want to pay with a blowjob, you just get a uh, a pack of Halls Black. You know, yeah. they're like the... Yeah. Yeah, and then just put it between your legs yeah. so that they know you're willing. Yeah. So you're giving, up, you're giving the blowjob to pay for the taxi? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so guys, this is why our tax is really cheap. <laughs> like, sometimes I just I was like, it's fifty p, man. Sometimes you just <laughs> want to suck a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, driver fantasy. You've literally got like nowhere to go. <laughs> just getting yeah, into taxi. <laughs> we'll go around the block a couple of times. <laughs> Where to? Anywhere. <laughs> Rio. <laughs> I've got my holes. <laughs> um, but guys, this is why you need to. Go into the cash app and tip the host so that we can uh, go to Brazil for our work Christmas day. So we can afford our taxis. <laughs> Actually, don't tip us. I don't want. I don't want to pay for my taxis. <laughs> no, but we need to get to. Brazil yeah, we want to go to Brazil, day. so we need tip us. <laughs> um, Charlie, tell us about this. Uh, your STI scare. 
It's my first STI scale. But do you know what? what? How old are you? <laughs> we'll bleep it. No, we'll bleep it if you don't want it out there. But I just want to know for context. No, I'm 29. Okay. But, oh my God. Yeah, I thought this too. I was like, what the fuck? As if you're 29. But I did find someone that trumps you. Darren has never had an STI and Darren's 35. What? I know. Jesus Christ. I know. It's possible that. But I was but I was like an innocent child until recently. I feel recently. like fucking Jezebel. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like one of those guys that puts the condom on before you give a blowjob? I think, it's, I think you just end up and puts the condom on. <laughs> Are you one of those guys that puts the condom on? Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, what a loser. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god guys. <laughs> Condoms are so out. <laughs> oh my god, don't know, because I actually have been getting a lot of backlash after that AIDS video that I posted. What AIDS video? Did you see I posted like a meme and it was like a it's a TikTok. But it's a conversation between God and Gabriel. Right. And God's like, hey Gabriel, you know, just why I have you here, I wanna I wanna check in on the gays, you know, make sure they got the help that they needed. And Gabriel's like Sorry, what? And oh, God, I know where this is going. Yeah, God said, you know, I said to you, you told me last week they're having some problems, so I told you to just send them some aid. And then Gabriel's <laughs> like, send them some aids. <laughs> aid, aid. Yeah, you yeah. get the, you get the I joke. get the gist. And some people were like really popping off at this, and I thought, look, I know that it can be offensive, but if you just take away the aids and look at the structure of the joke... It's funny. <laughs> but also, the, the thing is, it is funny in the sense that, like, it's an awful, awful epidemic. It's a pandemic for our community. So there's a thing called gallows humour. You have to have a sense of humour about it. Like, if you're able to step back at a situation that is awful and has, like, ruined so many people's lives, then at least be like, well, at least we can have, <laughs> have a laugh about it. Not That's not minimising well, no. how terrible something yeah, is. But at, it's like, you know, like I know many people that live with HIV that would be able to laugh at that joke. A hundred percent. And also, I think this is actually brings up a really good point with, like, we will happily sit here and make memes all day about coronavirus and there are millions of people dying from coronavirus. Yeah. And we will happily sit here and say coronavirus in a conversation. But, like, you bring up AIDS at a dinner party and everyone goes quiet. But also, it's kind of like for us. I, I guess <laughs> to an extent, we have an. We have. I mean, I'm. I don't live with HIV, so maybe it's not my place to make that joke. But if someone wants to make that joke that does live with HIV, then fine. Like you're allowed to laugh about difficult things. It's actually how people process difficult things. Yeah, sure. Like you why can not? Make, you can make cancer jokes. You can make all kind of. I do. I do. Yeah, Come exactly. to my show, girl. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think you can like siphon off different diseases and say like you can make jokes about these diseases but not about that disease. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, wait. Oh, here's a question for you guys. What, if anything... What's your favourite disease? <laughs> <laughs> to make fun of. <laughs> you have to rank your diseases. <laughs> the, the new BuzzFeed quiz. Which <laughs> disease <laughs> are you? <laughs> Terminal bitch. <laughs> um, no, so what... What, if anything, is too serious to joke about? Hmm, have I ever heard a... Do you know what? I was thinking the other day. Have I ever heard a joke and been actually offended? Right. But I don't, But then are we unusual people just, like, can't get offended and just understand it's not... Well, this it's is comedy. Well, this is what, what I mean? we're trying to find out from the question. For me, I think it's more about. It's, I, I don't think the specific subjects. I think it's more about punching upwards than punching downwards. Like I wouldn't laugh at a joke 
that was made by someone who felt like they were in a position of more, you know, pr- like, pr- like privilege sounds like such a triggery word now, but like a person who's in a position of more privilege, punching downwards, making fun of, you know, like someone in a, like a, like poor people. If you're a rich person, you make fun of poor people. That's punching down. That's not funny to me. Yeah, sure. Whereas if you're punching upwards at like, people that are in a more privileged position and you're kind of taking them down a pig or two because you know you can identify why they're like you can identify their failings as people because they're in a higher position than you i think that's funny yeah well if you're poor and you're joking about yourself yeah 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 i think that makes sense i think as well it depends on like you know the structure of the joke if the structure of the joke is funny you can make a lot of things funny but when when i initially thought about this question i was like right what will i not joke about or like what I just I don't know why, but like I can joke about death and disease and all of that stuff, but I just don't feel like rape jokes are funny. I don't. That's not funny. But I will literally make jokes with children in. So that's <laughs> I don't know, really know about but I think it's because I know in my head I'm like, well obviously I'm joking about a child, that's just so ridiculous, like that yeah. you know that's a joke. And I, I f- don't know, I think Sarah Silverman's classic rape joke is still funny. How does it go? Um I got raped by a doctor, which is quite a bit sweet for a Jewish girl. Oh, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the thing it's is, like, joke. we don't. But the thing funny, is, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, like, I've read Sarah Silverman's like autobiography and stuff, and I don't think she ever mentions anything about sexual assault. But we don't know yeah, that sure. that isn't something that's her right to joke about. If it's if it's happened to a person, they have a fault. Like, they are allowed to joke about that kind of thing because it's there again. Like I said, it's a way of processing things it's being able to like bring light to a dark situation which helps lighten the load mentally um so i think if if you are a survivor of like sexual violence or sexual assault or anything like that you are quite within your rights to make a joke about it but that joke might not play with other people well this is this is the thing because then you enter this territory where some people who are minorities or as you say survivors they are like, yeah, well, this is my trauma. I can fucking joke about it yeah. however I want, which is 100% valid. And then you have people who are also part of those groups saying that they're offended by what that person has done. And I'm just like, well, do you know what? That is then I feel like that, unless you're involved, that's none of your business. Like, let the two minorities yeah, you, but decide. The... <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, you can't please everyone. If you're a part of that community, or if you're like, say you're a sexual assault survivor and someone who is also a survivor makes a joke about it that offends that other person, there's not much to be done about it. Obviously, maybe they can talk to each other and learn from each other about why one feels offended and why one feels the need to be able to process that by making jokes. But ultimately, everyone's different. So you're not going to find a blanket resolution to that. Not everyone is going to be able to be like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. Like, no, it just won't happen. It's never going to happen. So in conclusion, it's fine to joke about AIDS. <laughs> I think so. I think it's about intention. <laughs> I think it's about intention and context. I think one issue about like Twitter and Instagram is that it does like reduce the context. Everything's just so short and snippy. But also that joke that you're describing, the TikTok joke, is not so much a joke making fun of someone with AIDS, which would be punching down. Sure. Like, you're not making, you're not being like, they're not the punchline. You're no. not like, oh, and he has AIDS. <laughs> Unlucky. Like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, sure. It's actually making fun of just a really dark situation. Yeah. And that's the difference for me as a person. Like, I would find the former joke not funny. I wouldn't enjoy a punchline. The same way I, I don't find, like, who's gay? Like, straight people's jokes. Like, oh, I'm gay. Like, that, that's not funny to me. Yeah, that's sure. punching down. If you're just making light of a horrific situation, like the one you're describing, that for me, that's okay. Maybe it's not my place to say, but I don't think that's a punching down joke. 
Thank you for your feedback. <laughs> I mean, Thanks uh, for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> it all got very serious there for a hot minute. Wait, uh, can panorama? I tell you about my... my <laughs> I want to talk about my STIs now. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say, let's come back to this STI. So, Charlie, you've never had one. And I, I got the test. But you had result. a scare. I had a scare. I, so, just before lockdown, I thought I'd quickly get a shag in, obviously. Oh, my God. Did you notice, like, the rush for intimacy before <laughs> lockdown two? I know. People like, Something to hold on to. Honestly. Oh, I would have taken anything. I, that was a bloke I met in the gym, Italian bloke. Um, I mean, I should have known when I met him, he was like, he was Mr. He used to live in Berlin. He said he was like Mr. Chill Out Berlin. So oh. I should have known he was riddled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no no judgments. Oh <laughs> my God. Do you know what? It's so funny that oh, I'm not the one being really controversial. <laughs> I on actually looked at you and you were like, oh Jesus Christ. I could afford to die. He was very open about his promiscuity. So I should have known. And then still got symptoms. But I got all tested. It's just, it's not an STI. It's a UTI. Oh, oh wow. nice. Well done. <laughs> same, Congratulations. Same difference, really. Like. <laughs> but this is She's had an STI. I don't even think, like, when you say a bit that you, you've had STIs, I don't think it comes down to the amount of people you've slept with. It's come down to, like, the quality. Me and you obviously fuck, like, the dregs, James. <laughs> <laughs> thing, no, I'm, no, I'm going to go against it. I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of anyone. Like, sexual health is just something that happens. And unfortunately, like, STIs are a consequence of having sex. So I don't have any shame about it. No, but obviously, if you're going to have sex with somebody who's just had, like, unprotected sex three times that week and then not been tested, and you're going to have sex with somebody who had, like, protected but if sex that person doesn't tell me that they've had unprotected sex three times that week, how would I know about that all i can do is no you wouldn't but that's all i I'm can saying. do is protect myself but the thing is like even protecting yourself in the with the best will in the world you still get stis like that. so basically the story that i want to tell <laughs> <laughs> kind of ties into this because it was i had this was it was protected sex but i still got uh an sti from it so really like i couldn't Crabs. do anything out about it no um. so basically i shagged shaggy from scooby-doo right break this down it's Wait. not it's not Matthew Lillard. It's not Matthew. L it's not anyone from the actual film. Oh. But basically, when I was living in Kent, the animated there was a like, there was a no, no, wait. The there was a there was a there was a national. I went to Apollo <laughs> and there was a cardboard cutout. <laughs> so there was a national touring performance of a Scooby Doo live show. Oh my god! Stop! I know like, it's it was so like, pathetic. It was like a tribute. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so basically, but I didn't know. So I didn't know this about. So this was in the days of MySpace as well. So this person messaged me on MySpace and was like, "Hey, I'm in uh, Tombridge Wells, which was where I was living at the time." He was like, "I'm like, I'm only here for a week or so. Uh, do you want to hook up?" And he was staying in a hotel that was sort of like relatively close to where I lived. So I went over. We got talking, and I, I, he told me that he's in a show. And then it turns out that he played Shaggy in the live action staged adaptation of Scooby-Doo performed like locally around the country or something like that. Sure. So we fucked and yeah. it was fine. We used a condom. It was like, you know, it was, he was nice looking cause he wears a, like he was good looking, but he has to wear like a wig and stuff and really oversized clothes in the show. And I saw a picture uh -huh. of it and I was a bit like, I'm glad I didn't see that before I sat I was on like, your I was going to say, was he dressed as shaggy? No. <laughs> but, um, I just, yeah. Do you know what? You know, when you're kind of like, Oh, you're a character in that show. Sometimes it would be quite sexy to be like, yeah, put the character outfit on. No, put the, the shaggy wig on. No, the shaggy wig. <laughs> that's what I meant. The shaggy wig. It's just well, looks. It's not. 
No, so no. Gross. So anyway, like we had a nice shag. He was actually really full of himself because he sat. Like, he was like laying there. They <laughs> fucking shag it. No, that's exactly what he said. So like when we were when we were talking about the show, he was like, "It's not. It's it's my show. I am the fucking show. I'm shaggy." And I was like, "Jesus Christ! Oh, like you're literally like you're not on Broadway, love." Yeah, oh, Scooby Doo. Um, but then, like about, I think it was like, he's like, I've been playing Shaggy for three years. I've earned my diva shit. <laughs> but then, like a week later, I got really ill. Um, like it was like a flu kind of thing, and obviously, I assumed the worst. Syphilis. But I, I assumed like that it was. You're playing like STI bingo. You're like crabs. Syphilis. <laughs> because I won. At that time, Super like got at that time, like I, I, my, my knowledge of like sexual health was still quite limited. But I did know that when you sero convert and you get HIV, then you a lot of people get like a bad flu. Really sick, so yeah. I immediately assumed that that had happened. Um, and I that, that you know like when you're young as well and you're a bit like oh well, if that's happened I don't want to know. But then I got a message on MySpace from Shaggy. And he, has, he was like, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I've just found out I've got hepatitis B. Oh, oh shit. my God. And I was like, what? Because I'd never even heard of it at that point. I was, But all I knew was that Pamela Anderson has hepatitis C. C. That's all I knew about yes. it. That's and I know that's a lifetime disease. So I started to like it. You know when you, look, you feel a cold sweat come over you? Ooh, I don't actually think it's lifetime anymore now. Well, I, I'm not sure about now, but at that time I knew that hepatitis C was like a lifetime thing. So I kind of assumed the same, any hepatitis was forever. Yeah, sure. But um, I remember Googling it then afterwards and there's two versions of hepatitis B. You can either get the acute version, which is like you get like a really strong brief flu and then your system fights it off or it can be chronic hepatitis B. Um, so at that point, I had to go to the Kent and Sussex the word, hospital. The word chronic is just such an ugly word, isn't it? Like yeah. chronic. Oof. And I got tested and I, like, thank God I didn't have chronic hepatitis. So it must have like just gone through my system and passed through, which was what the flu, that was the flu. It was like fighting a, it off. Like a mouse. <laughs> but like, so... <laughs> To this day, I still have a bit of a fucking resentment against Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. So whenever I see Shaggy or see Matthew Lillard or anything like that, oh I'm God. like, you motherfucker, you gave me fucking hepatitis. <laughs> Never watching Scooby-Doo again. It triggers. Yeah. It's triggering. <laughs> Who played? Was there a dog playing Scooby-Doo? Or was it a man in a... It was a person oh, playing Scooby. I'm just Shag Scooby-Doo. I'd be like, fuck Shaggy. <laughs> just imagine the... Like, Are you a fucking furry or something? <laughs> like a real dog. <laughs> like... It might have been authentic portrayal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I don't think I have um, a dodgy, a dodgy clinic story. Apart from, uh, I remember writing a blog about one. So before I was coming in today, I went back through the backlog of the website and just reread it, and it was just about me going. It was like I've never had an STI before. So my first one, I think, was at like twenty-two, and I was going into Dean Street. And then had this like really thirsty uh, nurse. And I remember she had like this like northern accent. I can't do it though. Who can do northern? She's like, you got Jippy What part Willy. of the north? Yeah. I can't do Geordie. Was it Geordie or? Maybe like Liverpool. Like, you got a Jippy Willie. got a dead Drippy knee. Drippy Willie. <laughs> drippy Willie. Drippy Willie. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. Um, and then I remember him saying that he had to do a swab. <laughs> Down the front. Oh, even that word makes me oh, I know. die. They don't do the front swab anymore. So do they? Is, this is what I say. I haven't had one for a long time. No, they don't. But I had said to him, I was like, oh, even even then at this time, I said, oh, they don't do the front swab anymore. Because I remember I'd had it once before that. And I was literally just like. It's making me, I'm actually it, sort of cringing up. It make me feel physically sick. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, that's just 
uh, if she's got no symptoms, if you have symptoms, then you have to have it. And I was like, oh my gosh, does the swab? Didn't even have one. You didn't, didn't have, have an STI? STI. No. Oof. As if you got, I'm like, at least if you go through that, you're like, okay, so yeah, wait, get the why would, then, So why did you ever, in her words, drippy willy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a guy. Hey, why did, hey. Why, why did you have a drippy willy then? I can't remember. You just forgot to shake. No. <laughs> it's a bit wet. It's a bit damp. No, I mean, obviously, this was like eight years ago. So I don't really know what the issue was. In the article, it had said that um, it had, was probably down to like rough play. But I don't know if it was actually oh. like drippy. Do you know what I rough mean? Rough play at 22. Look at you. You go, girl. <laughs> right. yeah. But big up to Dean Not Street, mean. though. Don't you just feel like... I know whenever I go there, it seems like it's like run by queer people. And it just feels so like... I suppose you get a bit like sincere but it's like it feels incredibly comfortable place as a queer person to go yeah i do i've never and, like i love dean street yeah. i've never felt into like i've had completely so comfortable you just walk in everyone knows your name <laughs> but it is oh my I god just, there's nothing worse than being at fucking <laughs> dean street though and bumping into someone that you know i don't go there anymore i'm sorry i heard that dean street was cursed so i just stopped going there <laughs> do you mean <What>? cursed <laughs> yeah what <laughs> Yeah, it's haunted. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Yeah, that's what I mean. Not like paranormal activity. Like you walk in and there's like <laughs> fucking <bolter> guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like all these clamps flying around uh, and stuff. <laughs> no, I just heard that it was cursed within the sense of like people who get told people get told bad news there a lot. No, but that's well, yeah, because, it's a clinic. Yeah, but, no, and also. <laughs> Yeah, it's but it's also the <laughs> clinic. Like it's the clinic in this at the heart of central London in Soho. Of course, there's going to be a higher incidence of bad news there. So I said I won't go to hospital. Like, people get told bad news at hospital. <laughs> yes, hospital. <laughs> no, I've, I've never had anything but good experiences with Dean Street. Like I've had like a HIV scare that de- that Dean Street dealt with, and I, I like I would feel frightened to go somewhere else <laughs> to deal dealt with, with that. They exterminated this. But you know, no, you know what I mean. But like, if I had to go on, Dean I had to go on uh, PEP, like post exposure prophylaxis and the thing is like my options were to either go to Homerton Hospital which I thought I'm not fucking Yo. going to Homerton Hospital because yeah. you can you can go to A&E and walk mm. in and say I need pep but I just felt like if I went there there was not going to be any kind of comprehension excuse me doctors <laughs> nurses can I get some pep <laughs> but that's why I like I nothing but praise for Dean Street oh they make you feel, and just you feel like Whatever your sexual practice, I'm not knocking like can... them at all. By the way, yeah, just stop. To no, they're just cursed. Apparently, no. <laughs> <laughs> cursed. Listen, like an old pirate's treasure. Respect to them as mm. much as uh, this particular Liverpoolian queen was salivating while she was performing my STI test. Do you know what? I have, I have a friend who was actually I don't. It wasn't Dean Street, but it was another clinic, and he said that there was a guy that examined him that then started like wanking him off <gasps> because he's particularly well endowed um the guy was kind of like checking him over and stuff and then at some point he was like and i became aware that the guy was sort of like spending a lot longer touching my dick than was appropriate and the, he was like oh yeah your dick is really you're quite a big boy aren't you and then started like properly fondling <gasps> him and he really didn't know what to do because obviously you're in kind of a medical environment and obviously he knew it was inappropriate but then like there's that kind of feeling of like i can't suddenly like like I, you would feel a bit weird about suddenly being like get off me yeah sure i well, would feel quite frightened did actually. he report it is that doctor still practicing i don't i i don't know i, I don't mean, know if he reported this story was told to me about i think it was like eight years ago oh. so well we need to know like the important question was the doctor hot <laughs> I, I would actually find it really sexy if a doctor started wanking me off and he was hot <laughs> 
<laughs> well, half of Pornhub agrees because that's yeah. quite a large fetish uh, category. I know. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> been down the files. No, just me. I feel like I've brought the medical up hot thing. No, the medical thing just, just doesn't do anything for me. Hot, I've never had a hot doctor. If I did, I'd be making up diseases all over the place. Like, oh yeah, this is not working. <laughs> do you know what the doctor? <laughs> oh yeah, that's not the doctor working. thing. Doesn't the doctor thing does nothing for me There's because something I, wrong with my heart. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like the doctor <laughs> thing doesn't do anything for me because I know that they know what all of your insides look, look like. like. So it just becomes more scientific than anything. And then I, I, I would. It just puts me off. I mean, I, I don't know how doctors actually feel do about you, that. But do you think you know like how sometimes you have these. <laughs> These I call them devil thoughts because it will just be something that randomly pops into your head and you're like, oh my god, get out, get out, get out. Do you think like when they're like having sex with somebody, they'll suddenly be like, oh, picture that oozing bumhole, and then they'll be like, no, 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 forget it, forget oh, yeah. it. <laughs> but that's what I'd worry about. Or they like even just the like, now my penis is entering this area of the anal canal, like. <laughs> Oh God. Like that's not hot. That's some dirty talk I'd love. Oh. I'm, about, I'm about to put my penis in your I don't know canal. a single bitch who's got a canal. <laughs> a river, maybe. An ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's got an ocean? I've got a lagoon. A, a lagoon. lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> the creature of of the Blue lagoon? Brown lagoon. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's not a lagoon. Please honey. beat that's a that. Swamp. Bleep that. Bleep. <laughs> swamp. Um, okay, Fuck well. me in my swamp. That's what I'm going to say next time. I was a little bit late to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me in my swamp. Swamp. <laughs> swamp. <laughs> swamp. That swamp bussy. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, my god. Give, give that one to the fucking cock destroyers. They'll probably put it on a t shirt. Swamp bussy. Swamp bussy. God. My god, we're going to be single for life, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, you will if you call it your swamp <laughs> I just honestly, I would never even call it like my bussy or my pussy. Bussy. Bussy makes me howl. Bussy is funny, yeah. It's hilarious. Bussy. But would you ever be like, yeah, go and fuck my bussy? No, because it feels like a made up word. <laughs> Which it is. <laughs> bussy. <laughs> What about swamp? <laughs> fuck my swamp. No, I wouldn't say fuck my swamp either. Put your Loch Ness monster in my swamp. <laughs> Come and drain my swamp. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is disgusting. Yeah. The list uh, we're in an ugly area, let's move out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're coming towards the end of the show now, actually. Okay. Uh, thankfully, we have booked the studio for another hour, so we can just sit here and drink. Yeah. I might record it. I know, that's why I came. We could, we... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, have you been recording? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just before we go, we're going to say a quick thank you to the supporters of the episode. I, I'm really organised this week, actually. Oh, good. Um, the Patreons. Oh. Yeah, but we don't call them, we don't call them that anymore. Oh. 
No, because I keep getting emails from people being like, "Hi, I've become a Patreon, and I don't, I don't use Patreon anymore as a service." Oh my god, all these bubbles are really getting to me. I know. Getting gassy. I just cut. I drank away. like a whole bottle of no seco to myself. That's so tragic. Oh, you must be buzzing, girl. No seco. Um, no, I keep getting emails from people saying like, "Oh, I've subscribed to the Patreon, but I don't use Patreon as a platform." So although people are technically patrons because they're paying money to the site, we give them shout outs. It helps keep stuff running. Mm-hmm. It's not run on Patreon, so gotcha. that's where it gets they're supporters. They are right. supporters. Okay. Yeah, supporters. we have supporters and we have producers. Okay. And the producers are the ones with the big bucks. Big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the daddies. Um, so, James, do you want to read them out? Because I feel like you have a plethora of voices. Okay. Or just make a change from me. So today, James, you can do the honours. <laughs> I'm going to read the... <laughs> Kyle Barnett. Florian Morsba. Mark Sanford. Bradley Henning. Chuck Hayward. Chris Meyer. Sean Marsh. <laughs> I felt like, wait, is that the supporters? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, I've, I've done the Thank producers. You. I've got to do the producers. Yeah, but we clap in between. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I felt like you were, I don't know, you were like half Downton Abbey. <laughs> half. <laughs> I was kind of like shifting between accents, but not very well. Yeah. Okay. That's that's how it translated. Okay, and uh, thanks to our producers, <laughs> Louis Sullivan and Christopher Johnson. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Obrigado. Thank you. Guys, if you want to get involved in the discussion, we're going to be doing some. We're gonna, I'm going to be ending the season soon, uh, so I'm going to be putting out some questions on. In the Instagram stories. And of... we won't make fun of your answers like we did at the <laughs> Halloween one. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be lucky if we get any replies. I know. I'm sorry. For anyone that did write in for that Halloween one that I shat on from a great height, I apologise. And please give us more. But, again, to be fair, your story was good. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. And theirs were shit. Faye you She's only a heartbeat away. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us at Cocktails Confessions and at Cocktails Cocktalk to get involved on the stories. And, you know, if you just want to follow us, I'm at Jalay Slays. I'm at I am Dom Top. I'm at Charlie Valentine underscore X. (laughs) (laughs) And if you enjoyed the episode today, please use Cash App and tip the hosts. Please, I'm gagging for a tip. (laughs) Just the tip. (laughs) Put the temp right in my swamp. Um, and the tips will get divided up evenly between the hosts Um, there was oh and we have uh, I was going to say we have a bonus episode coming out but that will already be out by the time this one comes out so on the last members episode I played Danny uh, a clip from a celebrity sex tape and she was trying to guess who it is. Ooh. Ooh who was it? I'll play it to you when we get oh. off the thing. Oh, I can't tell you, obviously. Oh, I'm okay. A, it's, it's, on the the, it's on the members episode. Oh, so you've uh. got to subscribe. Yeah, so if you want the extra member episodes, you can get that through Podbean app uh, and just type in Cocktails Confessions. And there we are. I think it's like $3 a month, which is nothing. I know it's you've got that, bitch. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. you got that stimulus check. Yeah. got that furlough money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But I will, uh, I will actually pull up the video and play it to you guys. Right. I'll get the tissues. Yeah, did, honestly, I feel like it, <laughs> did you get the watch tissues? tissues? I've got a favourite sex tape, can I say? 
Colin Farrell. Oh, that's who I was going to say. Good. What a good. Oh, I love that one. Really good. 